Welcome into the Unnamed MMA Podcast. I'm Adam Abdallah. Across from me, as always, is Jordan Sherwood. You can follow him on Twitter at Wood on ESPN 1000. You can follow myself on Twitter at Adam A. Abdallah. We have got a UFC pay-per-view to preview for everyone. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. It should be a good main event, despite what the odds say. Uh, at least it's being hyped up that way. But let's uh, real quick... On last week, a good week, Jordan. A good week. I think what has to happen is I need to stop doing the show. Yes, you need to stop doing the show. Shane Norling should fully be in yeah. for your spot. Yeah. It was a good day for us. Good day for us at FatJackSports.com. Cyril Gon did what he was supposed to do. He didn't rever- revert back to being a scared wrestler, uh, a guy that was going to be taken down by Sergei Spivak. He stood there, he traded with him, he got him out of there early, and then, of course, you know, some of our other plays, uh, Benoit Saint-Denis, he lived up to his hype as well, getting the finish at the appropriate time. We knew he was going to win the fight, we liked him at a dollar seventy, but we liked him later on in the fight, believing that Tiago Moises was going to be good enough to hang tight for a little bit, so that over one and a half also cashed. So a very good day for us at FatJackSports.com, and we look to continue it with UFC 293 down under. Absolutely. Make sure you get signed up for Fat Jack Sports. The NFL starts this weekend. College football is in week two. And then, of course, you get Jordan's picks, which were great last week uh, for this UFC event in Australia. So let's get started. Tyson Pedro, Anton Tercali. Tercali, a minus 120 favorite. Tyson Pedro, minus 105. Tyson Pedro makes a consecutive appearance in Australia. He had a lengthy hiatus in 2022, uh, collecting a couple first-round stoppage wins, but then he uh, lost, so he's trying to get to have a bounce-back weekend, and he's going to try to do that against the favorite, Anton Tercali, at minus 120. What do you think well, of Well, just fight? overall, the landscape of this card is going to be a similar setup to what we just saw at UFC Paris, where we're going to have a lot of home country men or women fighting in front of the home crowd uh, with with matchups that favor them, matchups that should see them on the winning side, which is why we were on the Gone side last week, the St. Denis side, the Man in Faroe side against Rosenam and Yunus. This one, though, the Pedro Turcali fight, very interesting, very difficult to handicap, even though the Tyson Pedro uh, is a slight favorite heading into this one. We learned a lot about Anton Turcali in his UFC debut in a loss, and it was a first-round loss to Jalton Almeida, who might be the next big thing at light heavyweight or heavyweight, whatever weight class he decides to fight at. He's fighting Curtis Blades down in Brazil later on uh, this fall. But he stood in there for a while, or, or laid in there for a while. Jalton Almeida was on top of him until he finally got him out of there. Uh, the guy gets hit a lot. But the guy is very well-rounded, well-versed, is going to come in great condition, as he always does for his fights. And that's the question mark you ask about Tyson Pedro. Where is he physically? Where is he mentally? Where is he physically from the injuries that he sustained? And is he a guy that's going to, you know, be the guy that he was coming in to the UFC? Uh, The last time out, he did not look good. We were on the right side of that fight against Modestus Bukakis, uh, who was an underdog heading into that fight, and he got the best of Tyson Pedro. If Tyson Pedro's smart, he gets his fight to the ground, and he gets Antoine Turcali uh, out of there and out of there in a hurry. But I don't trust him to do that, Adam. I don't think that, like, he's in the right mind space and in the right subset to, to do that. It is favorable that he's fighting at home, uh, so the crowd's going to go bonkers for all these guys, that are men and women, that are from... Uh, you know, down down there in Sydney and Australia and New Zealand and that area of the world. But for me, this is a stay away, 
no play. I was on Pedro earlier on in the week, but the more film I've looked at Turkali on the regional scene, this is a guy that I think is going to be prepared and be able to kind of last through that storm, that first-round storm that Tyson Pedro might bring and last long enough to get a late finish in the fight. So for me, hate to say it, hate to give guys, you know, our players no plays, but this is a no play for me. Yeah, Too many I mean, variables. There's, yeah, there's like there's four other fights plus a whole prelim card to get some uh, some picks in. But uh, you know, like you mentioned, it's the stay away fight. But Turkali by knockout is plus three ten. So if you say it's going to end early there by knockout, Turkali by knockout is plus three ten. Pedro by knockout is plus three fifty. Uh, Turkali by points is plus four twenty. Uh, Pedro by points is plus four sixty, and Turkali by submission is plus five hundred. As is Pedro by submission. I think the way to look at it is likely the under. I mean, I think we're okay. getting a finish in, in in one way, shape, or form. Either it's going to come in the form of Pedro early in the fight. Mm-hmm. You know that under round and a half right now at Fanduel is a dollar two, so it's basically even money on on that finish. Um, fight starts round two is you know, minus two ten. So look, they're, they're thinking there's going to be a quick finish that's going to happen in this fight. So uh, I think. The fight doesn't go to the judge's scorecards. Fight inside the distance. That that's the play, mm-hmm. and I'll I'll likely go with the under one and a half. I think one of these guys is coming out there, uh, kill or be killed type of attitude. So that would be my kind of official play here on the podcast. Okay, our next fight is going to be Justin Taffa against Austin Lane. Taffa a heavy favorite at minus two fifty. Austin Lane plus one ninety. Taffa they met earlier this year in Jacksonville, but it was ended twenty nine seconds later after an, an accidental eye poke. Uh, made Tafa unable to continue. So, like, yeah, we did this uh, six months ago. We did this earlier this year, and uh, I assume it's the same preview because Tafa's minus 250 and Austin Lane is plus one. Here's the interesting thing. It is it is the same preview for me. We were on Junior Tafa a couple of weeks back, the younger brother of Justin Tafa. Tafa also comes with the same kickboxing background, a heavy hitter. He's been in the UFC for quite some time, and we were all on his previous matchup with Austin Lane, which was technically a home game for Austin Lane. If you recall, that was in Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. Austin Lane, the former Jacksonville Jaguar, probably most famous for losing to Greg Hardy on Dana White's Contender Series by a knockout. Look, Austin Lane is long. He's athletic. You'd expect that out of a former NFL player. But Justin Taffa is cerebral enough to be able to kind of get through the length issues that are going to be presented to him and get the first-round knockout. So I not only do I like Justin Taffa, you're going to you know, put him into you know some sort of probably Australian parlay, if you will. Okay. Uh, but okay. I think I think Tafa in round one. If you want to get creative, Tafa by knockout uh, would be the two prop plays that I look at for, for as well. I think just Justin Tafa, his experience, uh, his power going to be too much for Austin Lane to handle. So Tafa in round one is plus 125. Tafa by knockout is minus 155. So you're not really getting a lot of value there. Let me see if I can find a uh, method and round. So Tafa by knockout in round one is only plus one thirty five. Yeah, he's not so, going to come out with like some sort of submission. So you're not, but you're not. What I'm saying is, Tafa in round one is plus one twenty five. Tafa in round one by knockout, you're only getting plus one thirty five. You're only getting an extra ten cents on your dollar there. Yeah. Which is fine, I guess. So if you want it, I mean, take the plus one thirty-five. I guess if he's not going to submit, he's going to knock him out. So. He is. He is going to. He is going to knock him out. I, I think that Austin Lane's in, in trouble for this one. He's not going to present anything that Taffa hasn't seen before. So for me, it's Justin Taffa probably into your, you know, kind of, you know, 
Asanya and maybe someone else to parlay, uh, but for sure in round one by knockout of the place. All right, so we've got our next fight, Mano Cop minus 430 against a short-notice replacement here, Felipe Dos Santos, coming in at plus 300 here. These odds for this card are crazy. A yeah. lot of I heavy mean, favorites. A lot of heavy favorites. There yeah. are a lot of short-notice replacement fights on this card. A lot of fights that were canceled. I mean, this fight was originally supposed to be Manal Cop and Kaikara France, mm-hmm. which would have been a fantastic fight. An outstanding stand-up fight. Two guys that are very well-versed. Manal Cop hits with a ton of power for yeah. flyweight. I mean, this is a guy now that has won three fights in a row. I think is kind of getting into his footing in the UFC. He came with a lot of notoriety because he was performing extremely well uh, in, in Ryzen, which is a notable uh, you know Japanese mixed martial arts organization with a ring. Uh, he lost his first two fights, but they were to Alexander Pantoja, the current UFC flyweight champion of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then uh, M- Matthias Nikolai, who's also a very well-rounded, well-schooled flyweight. But since then, it's been three wins. Uh, two finishes. Uh, he took down a wrestler. And Dos Santos is a guy that's, you know, again, was supposed to fight on the Dana White Contender Series. So taking this fight on short notice, a guy that marches forward, has good stand-up, but gets hit. And when he gets hit, uh, and gets hit by Manel Kopp, uh, lights are going to go out. So this is going to be another entertaining fight for sure. Kopp going to be put into that parlay with Tafa that we're going to have. And, and this fight not going to the judges' scorecards. This fight is also going to end inside the distance. So under two and a half is going to be an official play for me. Uh, I think Kopp gets it done, showcases why he's one of the best flyweights in the world. I also wrote down Kopp by knockout at minus 115. So we're going to go with that as well because I just don't feel like everything you're saying leads me to believe that uh, if some dude is walking into punches willingly that it's not going to end in his favor. So cop by knockout at 115, and then we're also going to put cop in our parlay along with Justin Taffa. Anything else on that fight or just... Uh, well, like I said, the under at two the and under. a half. I okay. mean, I still think that you, you you can't disrespect Dos Santos' ability to to walk through fire, his ability to, to frustrate Manel Cop, you know, in, in a fight like this. But I think, again, Manel Cop was supposed to fight Kai Car France, that he was who he was preparing for. So he was preparing for it. A stand-up fighter, a guy that's very well-schooled in that regard. So he sh- he will have decisive advantages over Dos Santos. All right. Our next fight, Tai Tuivasa, plus 200 against Alexander Volkov, which is minus 265. Tuivasa made his debut the last time the UFC was in Sydney, knocking out Rashad Coulter. So now he's on a two-fight skid, though, and he's got to get back into form against Alexander Volkov, who is the heavy favorite, at minus 265. Uh Volkov coming in, two first-round stoppage wins over uh, Jarzinho Rosenstruck, excuse me, and Alexander Romanov. He's now 36-10 and 10 overall. So even though Tuivas is going to come in as the crowd favorite, he uh, he's a heavy underdog. Yeah, everybody one. wants to see a Shuey. Everybody is hopeful that they get to see a Shuey because he is definitely going to be the fan favorite for this fight card. Yeah, Israel Adesanya is the headliner, but the most popular fighter on this card is Tai Tuivasa because of his style kill or be killed type of attitude and he's up against it you know he's lost two fights in a row now again to Cyril Gahn and Sergey uh, Pavlovich you know two guys that are you know Gahn we saw him perform last week and and Pavlovich is is serving as the backup for the the heavyweight title fight between Stipe Miocic and John Jones later on uh, this fall so he needs to win and he needs to win a fight this is a tough matchup for him this is a tough matchup or like similarly I talked about earlier on with um Justin Taffa having the walk through the length uh, advantage that, uh, you know, Austin Lane's going to have. Alexander Volkov has a length advantage over most everybody that he, he fights, and he utilizes it well. He utilizes his reach, his jab, uh, and avoids, avoids the danger. So 
Tuivas is going to have to figure out a way to work inside. This is also a fight that typically Tuivasa does not win. A guy that fights a distance. Sarogan just did that, and, and Sarogan, you know, knocked him out when they headlined the, that Paris card. Uh, before that, you know, we, we, we've seen guys utilize that. And you mentioned Alexander Volkov now on this streak. Like, Jairzinho Rosenstreich is a kind of a similar fighter to Tuivasa. You know, marches forward, tries to knock you out, or, or kill or be killed. So, I would love to recommend Tai Tuivasa. I just can't with confidence right now. I probably will sprinkle him just for fun because I want to see a shoe and I love him. And we <laughs> have seen, you know, Alexander Volkov, even in the last second of a three-round fight, get knocked out by Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis. Um, there's just not a, a, enough confidence in me that, you know, we're going to get that. I think we're going to get a, a fight where Volkov's going to keep at distance, keep at bay, uh, and, you know, either – Tuivas is going to walk into something that that's going to put his lights out, yeah. Uh, or he'll land something. He'll land a bomb and, and put Volkov's lights out. So it's not it's not hard to say. Like you know, heavyweight fights are going on the under at one and a half or two and a half. But yeah, pr- probably under two and a half. I think, or, or maybe over one and a half. I think there's there's a possibility of that. Okay. As I'm talking about that, uh, you know, here. Um, the other thing too that you do have to worry about is you know Tuivasa coming off back to back brutal KO losses. Like, how does a guy recover, a fighter recover after twice getting knocked out? Is yeah. is he a little bit more tentative? I doubt it. So then the question is, does the chin still hold up? After getting knocked out by both Gan and, and, and Sergey, I, I, I'm not sure it does. So, like I said, I'd love to see a shoey. I would love to so see it. So it's just for fun sprinkle. It's just for fun sprinkle. So yeah. Volkov by knockout is even money at plus 100. Uh, Tuivasa by knockout is plus 300. Volkov by points, which we don't think is going to go the distance, is plus 370, and then the bottom falls out. Tuivasa by points is 10 to 1. Volkov by sub is 14 to 1. And Tuivasa by submission is 25 to 1. Well, that's pretty easy. If you're telling me that it's plus 350 for Tuivasa via knockout, 300. Three, okay, then you just, he's not going to win any other way. So we'll sprinkle that. Tuivasa sprinkle KO. Yeah, if you, if you, if you are on Tuivasa's side, yeah. uh, you, you bet him to win by knockout. They, yeah. you, you for sure do that. Tuivasa's not going to the judge's scorecard. Uh, for short with a win. Uh, and, it, and it's not even a situation where, like, you know, you had that suspect Paris scorecard, which we were on the right side for, by the way, even though we, we lost that fight. Jocelyn Edwards won the fight, but we'll, well, we'll mean, take, the we'll money take doesn't, it. If the money's not I, in the I don't, in the, I don't the think the judges are going to be uh, a factor in this fight, so you don't have to worry about that situation occurring. But um, I, I just think Volkov, bad matchup for Tuivasa. All right, and then our main event which has the worst odds of the entire card. Israel Adesanya is minus 770, which was way up from 650 earlier this week when I looked. Sean Strickland is plus 480. It was plus 420 earlier. Um, And, you know, Israel Adesanya got the belt back in April. He's defending it. And he is a insanely heavy favorite. And they've been talking the most amazing amount of trash while in Australia this week even though this does not, the odds would dictate that this does not look well for Sean Strickland. Yeah, and look, you'd expect that type of uh, hype leading into this fight for Sean Strickland. I mean, that's that's the personality that he is. That's what he always brings. And he, he should talk to people inside the cage as well. Uh, you know, so Sean Strickland, March forward fighter, uh, has a wrestling background, never uses it in the UFC, but has some pretty good boxing, like pretty good at, at avoiding strikes uh, and, and dirtying up fights. But again, this is also a short-notice fight. This is not a situation where he should have been in this situation. Dreykus Duplessis should be fighting for the UFC middleweight mm-hmm. championship of the world. But Sean Strickland, he can't fight. Sean Strickland steps in, and he's going to hype up a fight. So he's going to try again, similar to what we talked about with Justin Taffa, similar to what we talked about with Alexander Volkov. You try to, you know, 
Get inside. Dirty up the fight. Uh, avoid, uh, you know, the distance and, and the athleticism that Israel Adesanya is going to bring, who is an absolute sniper. And we've seen at times uh, Sean Strickland's defense fail him. Uh, you know, case in point, uh, the loss that he had to, uh, you know, Alex uh, Pahea, like, you know, just standing in front of that dude, and, and Alex knocked him out. Um, but here's the thing. I think Sean Strickland is finally going to use some wrestling, or at least try to early with Israel Adesanya. He's test, made some comments this week that he's been working on his wrestling. Test, test, test that, that, that takedown defense of, uh, of Israel Adesanya. So that's the first and, first and foremost that, I, that I'm leaning towards this fight going into later rounds. The second thing is that you have to remember is that even though he had the most impressive knockout uh, that, that we've seen in quite some time with his knockout over Alex Pahea his last time out in Israel Adesanya, Adesanya is a guy that goes to the judges' scorecards. He is a guy that that coasts in fights. He gets out to an early lead. He establishes distance, a comfortability, and then you know that leads him uh, to you know doing something special and just showing the brilliance that he is. So, for me, I think you have to lean Adesanya decision, Adesanya over. And I know that there's hype, and maybe like, look, he wants to shut up Sean Strickland, knock him out, put on a, a magical performance. But that that's just not. This is not something that that Israel Adesanya does a lot. He has had brilliant performances before, winning the title against Robert Whitaker. That was a beautiful knockout. The knockout finish of Paulo Costa, you know, great. But really, there's a guy that just outpoints guys. Um, you know, mm-hmm. so I think it's 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 a risky play because Sean Strickland's the type of guy that's going to like kind of force himself to get knocked out. But I think if you want to push it into the later rounds, that's my decision. And then. A little, there, there's two sprinkles, so I guess you're hedging, kind of. Uh, I like Adesanya via decision, but I also love the fact that Israel Adesanya this week has come out and said that, like, he's never had a submission in his UFC mixed martial arts career. Sean no. Strickland's never been submitted. No. 16 to 1 odds on Adesanya to get a submission? All right. If you want to, I'm saying is, is Israel Adesanya by points at plus 135 is probably the way to go, like you mentioned. Uh, it's the second odds. Uh, Adesanya by knockout has better odds at plus 115. Uh, Strickland by knockout is 10 to 1. Strickland by points is 12 to 1. Adesanya by submission, like you said, is 16 to 1. And Strickland by submission is 23 to 1. Yeah, I, I look, I, again, I also think the combination of, you know, Sean Strickland, a guy that really, you know, really doesn't get also knocked out. You know, I mean, yes, he got knocked out by Alex Perea, and then he got knocked out by uh, Alessio uh, Dos Santos with a spinning wheel kick. That was early on in his UFC career. It was like you know five years ago. He's been in there with killers. He's been in with Uriah Hall, Brendan Allen, um, you know uh, Nasruddin Imamov. You know guys that knock people out, and, and it just didn't happen. So mm-hmm. uh, I think his EVA decision is a good play. The over at four and a half, thinking that it's going to go to the judges' scorecards. The good play, but as we as we've been talking about, it's you know it's Izzy, it's Manal Cop, it's Justin Taffa, and probably Carlos Uberg who will close out the prelims, another guy that's a fantastic fighter. I like him to win in the first round via knockout as well over Dan Young, uh, uh, Young, but put him into the parlay, four-fight parlay. That's that, uh, that, that Australian uh, parlay I was talking so about. So Kopp, Taffa, Ulberg, and Adesanya, that parlay pays plus 161. Yeah, it's not great. It's, it's not great. Yeah, well, not. I mean, you've got a guy that's minus 770, minus 295, minus 250, and minus 430. Yeah, so may- mean, maybe like instead of Adesanya... But we're throwing Adesanya in there regardless. We're throwing it on Adesanya in there regardless. Okay. And, okay. Just on to top of that, five-fight parlay, Jack Jenkins. Jack Jenkins. Right before Ulberg. 
Jack, Jack, minus 215. That takes us to plus 282. Oh, that's like a five. I know. You got to go, sweep. Yeah, I, I'm aware. I'm, I know how parlays work. It's NFL season, baby. <laughs> I wish there was like some sort of like teaser. Nasrat Hoxbarat? Hoxbaras? Are we doing six fight parlay? Yeah, he should win his fight. Plus 355? Okay, fine. All right, Cop, Tafa, Uberg, Adesanya, ah, Jenkins, Hoxbaras. Going deep. Plus 355. <laughs> in addition deep. to Tafa in round one at plus 125 or plus 135 if you do it by knockout. Tafa by knockout alone at minus 155. Cop by knockout at minus 115 in the under two and a half. Tuivasa, a little sprinkle of pl- uh, by knockout at plus 300. And Adesanya over four and a half and by points at plus 135. And maybe a little sprinkle on Adesanya by submission just in case he decides to have some fun. Anything else you're looking at? You Look, there's another, fight that, there, there's another fight that we're likely going off on the prelims, but I'm going to say go to FetchXSports.com to get it. Ooh. It is an underdog, so so on the fight card, so there's not a lot of them we like. This is in one in particular that we think has a, a dis- distinct advantage if the fight goes the way that we see it going, potentially. Mm-hmm. FatjackSports.com to get that pick. All right, he's Jordan Sherwood. Follow him on Twitter at WoodonESPN1000. Get all of his picks like he mentioned at FatjackSports.com. Sign up today. You can hear Fatjack uh, with myself and Chris Bleck every Thursday on Bleck and Abdallah. Uh, you can follow myself uh, on Twitter at Adam A. Abdallah. If Jordan doesn't have a good week of uh, gambling, Shane Norling will be back to do the podcast <laughs> uh, next week because it seems like he is the good luck charm. So uh, thanks to Shay for filling in for me next week, and we will be back next or last week. Sorry, and we will be back next week with another episode of the Unnamed MMA Podcast. Thanks for listening.